Okay, rubbers. So a few of you who are new to the rub, welcome, by the way, and new to draft have got in contact with me and asking for a bit of a step-by-step look at how, how to set up a draft, uh, a draft 101, uh, just a, a how-to guide uh, it, for people that are getting into draft for the first time. And I remember that Wook and I had recorded a draft 101 episode a couple of years ago. So it still will be relevant. There'll be a few changes there that I'll cover in a second, but most of it will be relevant to the setting up a league as it is now. We go through a step-by-step process of setting up your league and what uh, what you should choose, what you should not, our opinions on what selections need to be made for your league, uh, the size of your league, the size of your uh, squad and your starting side, things like that. Give our opinions on all of that uh, and then finish it off with a few little tidbits on how we've sort of come to be with our league and things that we like doing um, and give our opinions on that as well. Obviously, some of the big changes in draft to date is the flexibility with your starting side and your squad makeup. So obviously, a lot more flex- flexibility with today's setup. Uh, it, you don't, you're not cornered into just selecting your standard makeup, which is, you know, your hooker, two front row forwards, two, uh, three to our refs, a halfback, five, eight, four CTWs, a fullback, and four on the bench. You can have a plethora of fucking different options there at your disposal on how you want to set up your, your starting side, but also gives you a lot of flexibility to make a bigger bench there, um, which is great for guys that are worried about buys and injuries, HIAs, things like that. I will say just the risk there with making your squad and your bench bigger, it, it means there's going to be less sexy and arousing players available on the waiver throughout the year. So in my experience, when there's not a lot of action on the waiver, people can lose interest quite quick. It's all well and good if you've got a league full of guys that are fucking diehard drafters, just absolute degenerates. You're sweet. They're going to be pumped and involved the whole year, no matter who's available on the waiver. But for my league especially, I need everyone to, to, to be in it and to be having fun and i found that keeping some good players on the waivers is, is a good way to do that so that's why we when we went from 10 men to 12 man league we decreased the number of players in our squad so we have one less uh, yeah one less 2rf and two less ctws we still have a four man bench so super competitive on the waivers lots of really good names on there so it keeps people involved for the entire year and for for me, I just find it more enjoyable to uh, to have a league where we're constantly um, players are fluid, trading waivers, everything. Players are in and out of teams. I like that. So, but totally up to you guys. Just have a think of how you want to set up your your league. I think I talk about this in the podcast, but your your perfect setup is a ten man league, and then you can just go your standard squad setup, the one that I said earlier, which is seventeen man squad. Uh, the other thing is the flex position. Now, if you're new to draft, if you're uh, just starting out, I would not recommend choosing this. Obviously, very new for all of us. Walker and I will select this in the list in the league and give it a go and, and sort of talk through the flex position and how it affects the league as a whole throughout the entire season. So we get a really good analytical look at this, whether, to fle- whether the flex is worth it or if it impacts the league itself too much. But uh, yeah, look, all it is is just say you've got a starting 13 
Now, if you've activated the flex, you'll have one extra player starting, so 14 in total, and that 14th spot, your flex spot, you can play any player from any position. So, effectively, you could play two fullbacks. You could have Turbo and KP playing at the same time and get both of their scores. And if you're playing a vice-captain, captain league, all of a sudden, it gives you the the ability to vice-captain and captain um, those guys, those two fullbacks. So, Fuck, it's going to be very hairy. It's going to be hectic. I'm all for the chaos. I love it. Wooker's a little bit different. Speaking of Wooker, uh, apologies for this podcast that you're about to listen. I'll click him a clicker, and he's double-clicking his mouth like it fucking owes him money in this podcast. So apologies for all the clicks. He was, uh, yeah, he was getting into it. But anyway, that's enough dribble from me. Uh, I'll hand you over to myself and Wook. Uh, for the Draft 101 episode. Let me know uh, in the DMs or comments or whatever if this was helpful or if we should re-record a up-to-date version of the 101. But anyway, love you. Aru. Hello, handsome. Care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Robbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast where we rub down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to the Draft 101 Rubdown. I'm your host Natty, and with me always riding shotgun in the rub is the stats wizard himself, Walker the Weasel. How's it going mate? Hello brother. Mate, we just, just recorded the fullback podcast, Huge. went well. So mate, we've, we've knocked out all the positions, so it's getting us onto a very good heading before all the trials are sorted out. So, exactly. look, I'm excited to go through and do a bit of a deep dive of the trials once they um, once they sort out next weekend and week after. We will and do that. There's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to get answered. Um, so, yeah. Looking at a few of the games, I think a lot of the Sharks games are going to be quite interesting as well as how the Dragons and the Titans go mm. um, and the Doggies. So there's, a, there's a, a number of different teams where we've got big question marks. So Sports, yeah. sports, 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 oh, sports. Oh, oh, yeah, good. good time of year. Good time of year. Okay, now, so this podcast... Draft 101, it's the Draft Basics, had plenty of questions about this um, in our DMs, and this is a little bit late, and we apologize if you've already done your drafts or you've already set up your leagues, uh, that this is a bit tardy, but this podcast is something that we can send people back to um, for years to come. So, you know, next year when people are trying draft and they go, how do I do it? We can go, look, go back and listen to fucking, you know, number 172 or whatever the fuck the number is. And they'll be able to listen to this podcast and it's just going to be the basic, the bare bones of setting your draft league up and how do you go about having a draft league for those that are dipping their toe into the best format of fantasy rugby league, baby. Yeah, look, and we do it once a year. We do usually do it a bit earlier than this, but yeah, it's it's one that you, look players that will be able to circle back yep. next year. Yeah, we'll, this should we'll be. Hi- we'll highlight it every year. We shouldn't have have to do this again. We'll just do a really good one this one, and we'll just send people back to it. Um, you know, as they come to us throughout the years. Do you think we're capable of doing a really good one? Oh, subpar, <laughs> but it's going to be good enough. It's yeah, we'll we'll manage it. We'll manage yeah. it. So. Let's get into it. What we're going to do first is we're going to you know, pretend we're creating a league. We'll go through the settings 
um, and we'll work through each one and uh, tell you what they mean. So first up, what you're going to do is you're going to have to click on create or join a league. First up, you want to put your team name in there. Uh, something like Wookers Shit Pushers would be a good one. Uh, whack that in there as your team name. Then you're going to click private league. So this is going to be um, you're creating the league and then you're going to invite your mates into it. So click private league. Then how and many... Only, and only one guy, so the commissioner is doing all this. Yes, yes. The big king, the head honcho, the boss. Um, and then you want to... The, so the ha- how many blokes are in your league? So, you know, I would say a minimum of eight. And for, in my opinion, 12 is max. But if yeah, you've got more, it, whatever. But the, the one way that you can manage um, over 12 is to just adjust the, the team structure. Yep, and we'll get to that and in a we'll second. And we'll get into that, in, yeah. So click your the number of teams that you've got and away you go. So private, say 10. 10 is the sweet spot. It really is. Yeah. So you're happy there. You put your league name in. So, you know, come up with something good. We've got the, the, the Loveless League because our trophy is called Linda Loveless. So we put that in there. And it's the same name every year, and you put a description in, whatever the fuck. Um, of course, we've got, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than those things. Uh, and then customize my league now. Now, that'll bring you to the next um, step of setting your league up. And this is what, of course, what Wooker was alluding to, is setting up your team structure. So this year, you have complete power over it. You can pick whatever fucking team layout you want. It's and, it's and to be you. honest, like the the people at Daily Telegraph and whoever have actually listened to a lot of groundswell from uh, people all through the draft community asking for this. Yeah. So the the standard setup. I mean, you do have standard um, selections. There's four. Um, there's the twelve player, the fourteen player, and the two variations of the seventeen players. So the standard structure is your one hooker, two front row forwards, three two RFs, one half back, one five eight, four CTWs, one full back, and four on the bench. This is the perfect setup if you've got ten people in your league. It works perfectly. Yeah. We did and it for a, seven and years and, and it was great. And there's enough players, um, like starting players, to spread through each of the teams. Yep. So you have the seventeen players each and you're not really scraping the bottom of the barrel and you still have options in the waiver as the season rolls on. Yep. And so if you're going to have more people in your league, say 12, just think about maybe dropping down to the 14-player category where you've got one less 2RF and two less CTWs, uh, and that is going to give you the, the same amount of players left over in the free agent waiver pool as if you were playing with the 17-player category. It's just going to keep the waiver and the free agent moving and keep it fun and interesting rather than trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel each week and fill a side. Yeah, and, and look, at, at the end of the day, with that, you're, you're, you're not losing that extra element of the draft game, which is the waivers and the free agent pickups. Yeah. And I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can make your bench bigger. If you're worried about COVID, you can have, you know, one front row forward if you don't want fucking all your front row forwards. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's all there. Do whatever you want. But that's just our opinions and, you know, our recommendations for setting up your league. Now, once you've done that, move on to the next step. Now, this is when it gets into the nitty gritty. You want your league to start in round one. Uh... From here on, you want to skip over to your finals format and you want to click rounds 21 to 24. Yeah. 
we've got top six. It's pretty good. I I think I think a top. What's the other one? Top five. That may not work out. I like a top six. Try and get as many guys in your finals without making it too ridiculous. So top six, four rounds from round twenty one to twenty four. Start with that and work backwards. Yeah, I, I look to be honest, and especially if you're in a ten man league, a top six actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think a top eight, you're kind of rewarding mediocrity if you exactly. if you if you if you're coming eighth in a ten man league, not not worth it. No, hundred percent. So then work backwards. Secondary ladder rank. Now we've got the ability to pick total points this year, which is great because points difference only really works for teams that are getting rewarded for defensive efforts. Supercoach yes. is nothing to do with fucking defense. It's all attack. It's all about racking up points. So you want to reward the teams that are scoring the most points consistently. So pick total points. Next one is league play style. Head-to-head. Click that. League and round, obviously it's going to be 24 because you've picked that final series. Then that'll automatically pick the custom fixture will be from round 1 to 20, so that's your regular season. Now, the only other thing that will dictate where your your custom fixture and your finals is going to be is whether you skip or play buys. So mm. now if you pick, pick that you skip buys, obviously you're not going to play buys. We play buys because I think it's just another interesting way to play super coach you're going to have less players it's going to be whether you know if you're sort of at the bottom end of the ladder you're going to have to sort of scrape a couple of wins together and this gives you the 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 opportunity to do so this is where you can sort of trade out some players and get players in that are actually playing on those weekends but that also gives the uh an opportunity to other players in your league to pick up the guys that you've dropped so it's a really Mm. fluid interesting way to play we always play buys, but if you're not interested in it and you don't want to worry about, you know, your team being hit with, you know, guys playing State of Origin um, and being rested and stuff, you can skip them. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that it does help is if you're um, not skipping the buys and you're playing them, you will have a better chance to play everyone twice as well as have you have that premium finals um, structure of round 21 and 24. Exactly. And that's also a fairer way to do it. Everyone plays each other twice and everyone's happy. Yep. All right, so you Cause, click cause on... Because it, it wouldn't be fair to everyone else if I played Natty twice and only, only had to play one of the actual good guys once. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Put some respect in your okay, fucking I'll, mouth. I'll, Put some respect the, in your mouth. You're talking to the, the champion ne- here, baby. Onto the, on the next. Onto the live draft. Okay, so this is an easy one. Just pick a date. Don't worry about it too much because it's going to take you weeks to try and fucking figure out a date and a time that's going to suit everyone. So don't worry too much about the date and time. Just pick whatever. You know, try and get it as close to kickoff as possible. In the Loveless League, we are drafting on the 6th of March and kickoff is the 10th or 11th. That's perfect. If you can draft after Teamless Tuesday, do that. That's perfect. That's the optimal time to draft. But if you can't do that, we love the weekend before. But, you know, I hear that people have drafted already. That's stupid. Don't do that. You failed. Yeah, I mean, it just sets yourself up for a bit of heartache when, like, players inevitably will get injured. There'll be some ACLs that may be done through the trials. You'll be scrapping your team, like, within a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, So the next thing is setting up your league's drafting rules. So draft type, you can either go live which is everyone has their own computer or, or, or their phone or whatever and everyone's drafting or you can dra- draft on one computer now some people do this because they have a big draft board they all draft together in the same 
room. They have a big draft board set up. They either write the names down on a whiteboard or they have magnets. I love all that. That's beautiful. That's a great setup. Um, and if you're doing that, you can pick your commissioner or someone that's responsible to do it all on live on one computer. So not everyone has to draft. Um, that's that's a good way to go. Or you do it like us and everyone has their own responsibility of drafting um, and that's a live draft. Now, if you're doing the, the draft on one computer and you've got your draft board, I would recommend having like a timekeeper and just turning the draft time to no limit. Um, it just, because yeah. there's inevitably going to be issues with person getting onto the computer and stuff like that and changing between people. So if you have someone with a stopwatch there, just like giving it to them to make sure that they're doing their picks on time, that's a better way to, to do it rather than potential mm. auto draft issues coming up. Good, good pickup, good pickup. Um, but if you're doing a live draft and everyone's got their own computer, we love 60 seconds. It's yeah. long enough for you to sort of scramble and get one in. Um, and well and, yeah, and get one over the line, throw a leg over. And But it's short enough so, like, obviously, you're not drafting for five hours. Because you've got to think, yeah. if you've got 12 people in your league and you're drafting, each draft takes 90 seconds or two minutes, it's going to be a fucking long day. I think the longest that you'd ever consider, and this is this is max for like a ten man league, is like ninety seconds. Max. Anything over that, and it's just like, mate, you'll be drafting for fucking three weeks. Exactly, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Click to the next step. Um, so again, customized league settings we're getting into here. Enable rolling lockout. Yes, you want to be able to pick up players whenever you want that haven't played yet. Not a complete lockout of all teams. That's stupid. I don't know why people would play that, but you want to enable rolling lockout. Yeah. Uh, enable captains. We've said it a million times. We're big on captains. We love captains. Yes, it does set your league up for a little bit of luck, but what we love about captains is it provides another thing to think about for draft. The more sort of aspects to draft, the better for us. You know, I like to be able to do my study, work out the matchups, pick my VC, have my auto emergency ready for my VC um, and have my captain in place and have double points for him. But if you don't want to leave things up to chance or, or, or take luck completely out of it, then you would pick no for captains. Yeah. Um, and then if you're playing captains... You have to play vice captains. Now, there's a there's some leagues out there that play captains and not vice captains. That's fucking crazy talk to me. Don't do that. If you're playing captains, please play vice captains. Yeah, it get, it gives another another layer to the the game because mm. you're doing the loophole and things like yep. that. Yep, especially yeah. if you're a classic player coming over to draft and dipping your toe in. Captains is what you're used to. Captains is what you like, and you you'll you'll be sweet. You'll love it. Um, auto emergency, make sure that's clicked. You want to have it so that if a player doesn't play um, and you're not on top of it and you miss it, you miss the team lists, that your lowest score on your bench will get subbed in as an auto emergency for that player. Yeah. So, and if that's the case, you need to make sure that you don't have one of those um, auto emergency nightmares. So a guy who's potentially going to be coming, subbing off the bench, like if Tom Starling, for, for instance, was um, only going to be getting like 10 minutes in the game, each game, and he's potentially your auto emergency, that's a bit of a problem. It's trouble. So you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to think about that when you're structuring your bench. Yep. Okay. Now, the next one I'm going to keep to the end because um, I'm yep. going to get you to explain the keeper league to everyone. Keep, uh, keep the keeper. Okay. Keep the keeper yep. for later. Uh, activate trade waiver. Yes. 
Oh, um, absolutely. That's probably one of the most important ones to yeah, have. Again, but it's, it's auto-selected as yes, so yeah, you're sweet. Yep, you're sweet. Waiver period, you want as, as le- at least time as possible, so one day is the shortest you can get. Click that. Waiver order priority. So this is interesting. Yes, there's two very interesting schools of thought, aren't there? There is, and merit to both of them. So if you're playing, if you're playing with guys that haven't um, played much of draft, I would do a reverse ladder. And what that is is guys that are coming lower in the ladder will get a better priority on the waiver than the guys coming first. It's, and third, it's, you know? fa- it's fairer but less competitive. Yeah, if you're coming last, you will get first pick on the waiver wire each week until you move up a place in the ladder. So if you're struggling with injury or you're just a fucking rookie that doesn't know what he's doing, you're going to get a better chance to make good waiver wire pickups. So we have that reverse ladder, um, but that's also due to our betting throughout the year. It works mm. better because we bet so many players that's, you know, say a guy gets hit and fucking doesn't win, you know, three bets in a row, you're going to drop down the ladder and we want you to be able to sort of make your way back up through waiver claims. We, want, like we want it to be, we want it to everyone to have a, have a chance. 100%, 100%. Now, the other one is last pick to bottom. Now, this is for more of your seasoned drafters. So what happens here is just say I'm number one on the priority list and in round two, I pick up a guy, I spend my waiver claim, um, then I drop to the bottom of the ladder and I'm last pick on the waiver wire priority. Um, And I will go through the waiver wire stuff um, after Walker talks about the keeper league just to give you an idea on how the waiver wire works. Um, And then uh, team trade, team to team trade um, is an interesting one. So if you go league approved, that's going to be guys in your league are going to have the ability to stop you trading. They're going to veto yeah. it, and if they get enough vetoes, uh, they're going to stop your trade. It's typically like if you're in a 10-man league, it'd be like five vetoes will just stop the trade. Yep. So, yep. yeah, if you're, if you're in a... Um, league full of cunts, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. If you're in a league full, <laughs> full of cunts, it's probably best to have it as a commissioner approved. Or free for just all. a free, free for all. Yep. And yep. There, is, there is absolute merit to having a free for all trade. Yeah, 100%. We have commissioner approved because I have my finger on the pulse all the time. Do not have a commissioner approved trade, team to team trade policy set up if your commissioner is going to be not on the ball and is going to be hard to contact. Or if he's also a fuckwit and pur- purposely makes himself unavailable to approve trades yep. that he thinks won't benefit him. You want, the thing is, and the best, why it works well for us, because I approve all trades pretty much, and then I just let the dust settle after the, the trades approved. But the, the best thing about a commissioner of trade approved is that it goes through straight away. Bang. Once yep, the yep. commissioner approves it, it's in. You've got that player on your team. Yeah, and there's also that little bit of fallback that if you if you click accept by accident, and then you can just get in touch with the um, the commissioner, and he can he can stop the trade. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. The last one here is multiplayer trades. You want up to five. You want as many as possible, and mm. up to five is the most you can do. So click that one. All right, Walker, tell us about the keeper league. Now, look, th- this one's an interesting one because, yeah, it's, it's typically set up for t- um, leagues that have been around for more than one season. So if you tick it as, um, as a keeper league for your first run, it's not really going to change anything with how you draft in the first year. It's what happens in the subsequent years. So it's, it's a, actually a recommended option um, as part of most leagues. So effectively, you do your draft, play your season as normal, and then at the end of the season, before the start of the next season, you have the opportunity to select one player 
from your team, from your squad of, of 17 or 14 or however big your, um, your team is, you pick one player to retain and then your draft order will be based on where they end up. Um, so it could be their, you could either do it by total points, you could do it by their season long average. Um, look, I've seen some keeper leagues where you, you keep whoever you want and the draft order has no um, no bearing on, on what player you've kept. I feel like that's a bit weird and a bit... Um, it has a tendency to make um, very disproportionate leagues. But, um, yeah, so you've got that that flexibility. But, yeah, it, it just adds a bit of a dynamic because um, the types of players that you'll probably you'll want to keep um, are a little bit different. So your bench makeup at the end of the season is going to be entirely different for a keeper league for a no- to a normal league. Yeah, right. So you're going to be going for a bit more high ceiling players, probably a bit more flexibility and stuff like that for like a regular team. But for um, for like a keeper league, you might be picking up players who are injured, like season-long injuries, um, who've ended the season early, but you, they've, they've been dropped because people want to, um, they need like a, a fullback or something like that. And if you've picked up a guy like, I don't know, if Turbo gets a season-long injury, someone's dropped him, which they probably wouldn't in a keeper league, but if that happens... You'll pick him up. You just keep him on the bench for the rest of the season. You you'll then use him as your keeper for the um, the subsequent year. Adds adds a different um, layer to the um, to the game. I, I've I played in one league. It's it's good. I, I really do enjoy it. It's um it's definitely made me think about st- different strategies that I apply to between this between classic between like regular draft as well. So um, look the the guy you pick to keep it, it's. It's bloody strategic. So you can go if depending on how the draft order is set. So if the draft order is set based on the player that you um, that you keep, then you might have the have the mindset to go. I'm going to keep one of my mid tier players to then get a decent draft pick and then then get a bit of value as the draft goes through. But if you've got like a I don't know a, a decent decent player like a Teddy or something like that, you can't be doing that sort of option. So look. It's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of interest in it, and I think there's a bit of a groundswell on um, a few questions that we've had. But yeah, if you do have any queries about keeper leagues, or if you've got any comments about how the how you've um, you run keeper leagues and and how you set your draft orders, hit us up because yeah, we we, we want to grow the um, grow the draft format in every which way but loose. I love it. I love it. All right. So after you've clicked that, you've sorted all those those settings out. Your, your league is complete. Now you just need to take your league code, which will be, you can either click on the pre-draft, it'll be up there, or if you just click on the little tab that has switch, join league, it'll drop down, it'll have your league. So with us, it has Loveless League, and just before it has the league code, and you take that code, send it to your mates, and they will put that code in when they start up, log in, and uh, it they click, you know, Join a league. They'll put that code mm-hmm. in. It'll send them straight to that league. So we're done and dusted. Before we get into some of the fun stuff, I will talk about how the waiver wire works throughout the year. So at the end of every round, all players are locked and then they're put on a waiver. Once the scores are finalized, obviously, and everything's done and dusted, um, then you put your waivers in on a player that you want to bring into your side um, and a guy that you want to take out. So effectively it's like your auction bid 
So you're putting in an auction bid, uh, your currency is the player that's in your side, and you're putting in a bid in for a player that's on the waiver. The strength of your auction bid or your waiver claim depends on where you sit on that waiver wire priori priority ladder that we talked about earlier. So on a reverse ladder, if you're coming 10th in a 10-man league, you will be pick one, you will have the strongest bid for the players in the waiver. Mm. If you're coming first, you'll have the weakest bid. And obviously, it's the same thing with uh, last pick to bottom. You know, if you're sitting up top, you're going to have the strongest um, bid. At 4 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, the waivers are cleared and players are allocated to teams according to their waiver claim strength uh, or their bid strength. And now all players are free agents. So the waivers are allocated, the waivers cleared, all players now are free agents. So this is where you can be a little bit sneaky, wake up at 4.05 and scour the free agent list and see who got left. That way you don't have to, to spend your waiver wire claim. This is more for that you know, last pick to bottom. If you, don't, if you want to keep your priority position on the waiver, you, know, you might want to just sort of scour the free agent list at 4.05. But if you're in a reverse ladder and you're sort of down the bottom, I wouldn't care about, you know, waves. I'll be oh, putting a million no, waves in. There's no reason, yeah. You, you, you literally just be putting in every wave of claims left, right and centre. Exactly. Same goes for when, you know, you pick up a free agent uh, and you drop a player. That player then goes on to the waiver wire for a period of time that's determined by the commission. Like we said, you want yep. as short as time as possible, which is a day. That player will be on a waiver for a day. That gives the guys in your league a chance to put a waiver in for that player. Like if they really want that player, mm. it makes it a fair free-for-all for that player. And obviously guys with a better waiver wire claim, a stronger waiver wire claim will get that player. If not, no one puts a claim in, that player will just go straight to free agent after a day and then anyone can pick him up. Now, the one thing between both of the um, different waiver types, so whether you're reverse order or um, uh, last pick to bottom, as soon as, if you've got multiple um, multiple waiver claims and you're, you get your first waiver claim, you automatically use your waiver claim and then go to the bottom of the list. So you'll have the worst um, waiver claim at that point. Yeah. So it, and then... That's where sometimes a bit of strategy behind your order of your claims can be important because, um, yeah, you, you don't want to... It, let's just say that like a, a half-decent front-row forward um, is available, but there's also like a really gun uh, fullback. You don't want to be putting the, the front-row forward ahead of the fullback for the claim type. Not only you that, you can trade that. for that position. So if I'm, I'm number one on the waiver wire and I've got a gun fullback, but a fucking gun fullback comes up in the waiver and I know someone needs a fullback, I'm talking to them going, want to trade for my, my pick? Yeah. Maybe you give yeah, me, exactly. you, maybe you give me that gun second row forward you've got and I'll pick up this fullback for you and spend my waiver claim and then we'll trade. Yeah. And, and this is, and this is where, um, like draft adds a dynamic that you don't get in classic and look there's there's a number of different areas and, and parts of draft where this type of this type of shit happens on a, on a daily basis so, yeah, it, all the back-end deals it's really good it's all the really back-end deals the sneakiness the cut moves i'm all about it that's why i play draft i love it i live for it okay so your league set up the next thing you have to do is you need to pick your draft order who's picking mm. where now yeah. an easy way to do it is you know 
on your league, you'll go to pre-draft and on the very right end of the screen, we'll have all the players um, in your league and then a button saying randomize order. You can do that, click that, it'll randomize the order for you. It's an easy way to do it. But if you want to do some fun ways of picking your draft order, there's a few things that we've tried in the past. We used to do a nines tournament when the league had mm. a nines tournament yeah, yeah. and we would draw out teams for everyone and where your team came in the nines tournament tournament um would be where you would draft you know like um so that was a really good way um you could do one big single challenge you could have a golf day you could um you could go 10 pin bowling you could do top golf you could fucking lawn bowls you could you could do you could do everyone has 50 bucks you go to the nags Whoever yep. comes back with the most money wins. Hundred percent. You can. But you just, gotta have. You gotta have all your tickets. Hundred um, percent. What we do in the Legends League, so we do it for Super Bowl. You do. You put a ten leg same game multi on. The minimum price for each leg needs to be a dollar fifty, um, and it's whoever gets the the most legs uh, is sort of allocates you into your draft order. But you know if there's a, a the tiebreaker is how much your multi is worth. So if my multi, my multi if I come equal first, um, and my multi is worth, you know, 450 to one, and the guy that I'm tied with, um, and his multi is worth 350 to one, then we get we get it, because our multi is yeah. worth more. So that's a really good way, I really enjoy that. Um, but the best, the ultimate way to do it is how the Loveless League does it, and that's a challenge day. The challenge day, you have multiple challenges and tasks and things to do you keep score it's a big day on the piss and fuck at the end of it there's a a ladder and where you sit on that ladder is where you draft now i won't go through all the uh the challenges that we have if you want to know specifics please dm us uh we'll, we'll do videos and photos and all types of shit when it comes closer to draft day when we actually do our challenge day but it is definitely the best way to do it if you can get everyone together and do a full day where you're just having a laugh and yeah on the piss it's the best it's it's definitely the way to do it cool cool Okay, let's get into Wooker's favorite part, and that is setting the pre-draft list. Now, I'm going to make it easy yes. for you because I know Wooker's going to fucking ramble on and meander on about this, and you won't be able to sift through it and get the nuts and the bolts of it. So I will do the nuts and the bolts first, and then I'll let Wooker talk about it and really get into his about fucking setting your pre-draft list. There's three steps. First, rank your positions. So in your pre-draft section of your league, click Filter, click Hooker first, Go through, rank your hookers. Rank as many as you can. This is the biggest fault that, and the reason why a lot of people don't do the pre-draft list is they get just get lost trying to do all the different positions at the same time. Yeah, because you you just get lost in it, and you're like, too many. Mate, I'm I'm going cross-eyed when I'm trying to do it. Too many. Yeah, too many plays. So once you've done that, do hooker, work your way down all the way through your um, your positions, then. Go back to your overall. Now, that will roughly set the order. And it won't be bang on, trust me. What you do there is you go through the overall and you tinker with it. Usually do this on the shitter. This is when I get, this is when I do my best work. When I'm on the shitter, it's called the stinker tinker and you tinker with your pre-draft list. You spend three hours on the shitter, get away from the wife and kids and just sit there, play with your pre-draft list. So what you want to do is you want to sort of, after after the sort of top 40, you want to sort of, clump guys in 10 to 15 group. You, you don't have to have them you know oh, I have to have this guy at 56 56 is exactly where he's going to go you know you might have because you've got hookers and, and front row forwards and two RFs all mixed in 
to one another. But you might not be looking at a hooker because the way the draft went, you got him in the first round. So you want to sort of clump them all in to about 10 to 15, and that's how you sort of rank. You go, okay, you know, this guy, I reckon he belongs in, you know, round seven, you're in a 10-man league. That means he's got to be in the 60s. Hmm. And you yep. do like that, you know, and you've listened to the rub down, you've done all the position stuff, you've looked at the stuff that we've put on Instagram, the ranks, you've got a pretty good idea about where you want guys to fall, that's where you put him. Okay, this guy belongs in round eight, that's pick 70s. And, and, you, and you're always factoring in the vibe factor as well, because there's going to be guys that you're pretty keen on, and the pre-draft um, like average that they've got mightn't align with where you think they, they need to be to exactly. shift them. And the last thing you should be doing is you should be going through and clicking this little exclude button on players that are injured for the season or are completely irrelevant or you're just not big on and you know you're not going to draft them. Click that exclude button. That will take them all the way to the bottom of your draft order so you don't have them there. They're not going to confuse you. They're not going to fuck you up. Click that exclude button. For example, last year, McInnes, exclude. Cam Smith, exclude, pushes those cunts all the way down to the bottom of the, the ladder. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and it, it just removes that auto-draft auto pick nightmare yep. that, that, that does happen to so many teams. We had two Tell guys. the people, look, now you're on. You're up. No, you no, got your well, soapbox. Tell them. Tell the no, people. I mean, so you went through really well how to do it. The reason why it's important is if, if you, for whatever reason... Someone shuts off the Wi-Fi like a fuckwit, or or someone, or you just don't have an opportunity to actually finalise your pick. You'll get whoever's next on your um, auto draft, your pre-draft list. That's why it's really important to do that exclusion. Um, if you, you should be doing it now. Yeah, yeah, and there's going to be players that you're not that keen on as well. Look, I, I don't exclude those type of players, um, except for ones like Moiser. But um, yeah, th- there are players that you might want to exclude that, that are probably not worth looking at and you might want to circle back to them later on. Um, you can do it that way as well. It's it's mainly for players that you know have like a season-long injury. I've done it with Braley. I'm not really looking at him until like real late in the draft. Yep. Um, even when he comes back, he's going to be pretty well um, pretty well cooked with that, that Achilles. So... Guys like that, you're just going to be thinking about, yeah, who do I not want to have running through my head when the blood's pumping and you're not really thinking that clearly about um, about who's injured and who's not. Yep. You want to make, life, our league. You want to make life as easy as possible. One of the rookies got fucking flustered and auto-drafted Cam McInnes. Yeah. And, and your old man... Picked up. Had, had a bit of an issue. Well, picked up, that's picked just, up Cam Smith. That's accident. just stupidity. That is just pure stupidity. There's no I excuse think he, for that. I, I think he was th- having to throw out the stumps thinking that um, Cam Smith wasn't well, actually retiring. Mate, that, mate, he was outside the cricket ground throwing the ball, trying to hit the stumps with that one. Um, all right. With a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, so let's talk about some things. Oh, I'll just touch on trading. Just do it. Just really try and trade. Don't be one of those guys that sits on your on your players. Just try and trade as much as possible. It is fun. It adds. That's what draft is about. Trading players. And, and the play the players don't know that you're trading them. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. No. I, I promise you, Ryan Pappenhausen isn't going to call you after you trade him. Just go look. I'm really disappointed that you traded me um, to the notarizers. I was really enjoying my time at your team. It's like then that's not going to fucking happen. They don't know. They don't care. Exactly. Um, all right, so a few things. Bet rounds. So we've talked about that, you know, the Loveless League is a really big bet rounds. We're huge on player bets. I know that scares a lot of people, scares cowards because cowards, cowards get scared easily. 
but you don't have to do a play bet. Have a round where, you know, round four, the losers buy the winners carton of beer or a I bottle. Do, I, I do like that. Having a bit of having a bit of variance with like what type of bet round it is. You can bet on um, anything. Yeah, exactly. Dust boot. Skull losers skull out of a, a fucking disgusting shoe. You know, like could yeah. be could be one uh, one round towards the end of the, the um, season could be for draft picks. One of the one of the really good introductions that we had was um, the creation of like an origin series. Mm. So we had two two games where we band together in two separate groups, and our combined um, scores and ends up deciding who wins out of it. That's really fun. It's 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 really good because you you then create your two little group chats and you and you're there talking shit about each other. Yep. So strategy, a- you're like. Um, Mind melding to try to get the best best out of the shit of players. It's good. Well, you're you're in a team now. You're not just playing for your your team. All of a sudden, you're you're going okay. You know, mate, you need to get on the waiver wire. You need to pick up this guy. You know, you're helping your teammates. It's it is fun. It's a really good way to do it, and it sort but of breaks I up was, the year. I, the last year, I was with a bunch of fucking suckers. It's my first felt my first Origin win last year. I was I I had the best team through that Origin period. I was <laughs> I outscored everyone by like. Four five hundred points, still couldn't. You're only as fast as your slowest player. Unlucky, sweetheart. Unlucky. Now, yeah. if you do want to dip your toe into player bets, the best way to do that is with the gods decide bet. Now, this bet, you can make it as conservative as conservative as you like. You can make it fifth best player versus fifth best player. You can make it tenth best player versus tenth best player, right? But what it is usually the the highest we go is third. The third best mm, versus third yeah. best. So I'm playing Wooker. At the end of the round, my third highest scoring player will go up against Wooker's third highest scoring player, including your bench. So, you know, obviously, if you exclude the bench, they're going to just hide their players on the bench. You don't want that. That's a coward's play. And, you know, they go head-to-head, not, not including captain's points, and just say Wooker wins. His third highest scoring player is a higher scorer than my third highest scoring player. He wins my guy, and then we work out a safe, a, a safe, and fairish trade back to me. You know, obviously Wooker's yeah. won the bet. His player is going to be a better player, but Wooker doesn't want to, you know, end my season and just give me a fucking non-scoring player. So, and that's that's important. With don't your don't, bets. don't be a fuckwit. Otherwise, yep. it just makes everyone less likely yep. to actually do any bets yeah you gotta look after the boys and yeah. this is where your commissioner comes in and you know can make rules on like okay come on guys you won this player yeah but you're giving him like a 30 averaging player that's not within the spirit of the game try again yeah we're not we're not playing for sheep stations no. at the end of the day no. all it is and we've said this before a player bet is really you're winning a high end player trade the, the one difficult thing about introducing bet rounds for um like a, a league where you're a bunch of strangers or something like that, oh, where yeah. it's just like a cash league or something like that. That's where it is where a bit more it, challenging. Where you make enemies. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, it, it, that's just one thing like uh, that we've learned as well. It, yep. The bet rounds work a lot better when it's either it's either really structured or if everyone's everyone's mates just before but the season starts. Like I said, doesn't have to be players. Beer bottles mm. can be yep. for. Um, uh, embarrassing tasks. We've done heaps of that yeah, over the past. Heaps, heaps, so, heaps. for example, a really good one was the twenty dollars ATM bet that I lost. So the bet was, you know, if I lost or whoever lost in that round, um, you had to go put a G uh, mankini on at the pub in public, 
put a mankini on, a cat mask, walk through the pub to the ATM, get $20 out of the ATM, then walk over to the boys, give the boys the 20 bucks, and then you can go back and get dressed. It's a great bet. I lost yeah. it. I did it. I got a round of applause from the bar staff and everyone in the pub. It's fantastic. Well, you, you, got, you got a couple of phone numbers from some of the old ladies as well. Jeez, the, uh, the glutes look good in the mankini, <laughs> just quietly. Wow. What a sight. Um, so that's fun as well. Just doing something silly like that. Um, we've had heaps of them. We've had dress and drag. We've had wear a fucking gimp mask at the pub. Oh, yeah. We have had heaps and they're all the best. They're hilarious. They're, they're so good. Um, all right. So another thing to think of is awards. You want something for you to play with. You want a trophy. You want a cup. You want a shield. You want something that's going... Wings or something. Yep. You want something that you're going to put your name on, claim make your claim to and that's your fucking winning prize at the end of the year. Conversely, you want something to give the loser. So for us, we have the Linda Loveless trophy. It's a handmade trophy, so it's got a little bit of love and elbow grease behind her. She's a fucking beautiful thing made with pillars of VB and it's got plaques all over it of the past winners. It's glorious. Then for the loser, we have the Hopper Shield. So the hopper shield is just this piece of ship timber with plaques. Some guys don't even worry about putting plaques on it. They just put their name in Sharpie on the shield. It's a piece of shit. You don't want it. But you also get the hopper jersey that's signed by John Hopperwadi. Now, if A manly you, jersey. Yeah, it's a manly jersey. You wear this on the day, on the challenge day or on your draft day, and you are beer bitch for the boys. Yep. Get yep. me a fucking beer bitch, and you have to go and get a beer. So that's us, but it could be anything. I've heard things of, you know... Like another ATM thing where you go to the ATM naked, you get some money out or some sort of punishment, stand on the corner with a big sign about, you know, saying how much, how much you suck at fucking super coach, whatever the, what you should be penalizing whoever comes last. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, and at the end of the day, they, they'll be playing better next season. Surely. Yeah. Big time. Um, we also have the Spirit Award, so it's a little medallion with the Loveless League logo on it. We give it, we vote on this one, um, so it's the guy that showed the most Loveless spirit. Really got hooked into the banter all season, did a lot of bets, um, was laugh, you know, had a pretty good Super Coach season. The whole entire thing, it's a really good award to get. Um, it's a hard one to get because the boys have to fucking vote on it, but it mm, is a good one. So yeah, you yeah. could think about that. And then we have the Weasel Award. So the Weasel Award is this T-shirt. It's got a big weasel on it, and you have this little shit trophy. This is the you'd rather win the Hopper than the Weasel Award. Wooker, you've got a couple under your belt, haven't you? The Weasel uh, Award. One. <laughs> so and that and that was that was bullshit anyway. Usually, but, um, but, but we do have we do have a double winner with um, with JK. Yeah, so. the, the the double the double Weasel. So this is voted to by the boys as well, and it's usually if you duck a couple of bets, you're going to get this. And this yeah, is exactly. ba- when you won it, Wooker, you were the Weasel. You ducked bets. Like well, I mean, it was fucking Mayweather some, ducks punch. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to be fast, float like a butterfly. So, well, you learn yeah. pretty quickly I, that you don't I changed, want to be doing I changed. That. I changed. <laughs> but the biggest thing is, um, it, it's it's about yeah, not not wanting to enter into any bets, but also if you lose a bet and you don't pony up to what the um, the nature of the bet was, you're a weasel. You you're a, you're worse than a weasel, man. Yeah. You're a fuckwit. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so also you know. Um, end of season penalties for people that break the rules like you should we have the Loveless Ledger that has 10 rules on it um, things like you know your buy-in needs to be on time um, there's a list of rules there that nobody fucking abides by in our league but anyway I've, I've got it set there 
Um, the other thing, end of year trip. This is a mandatory. You should have yeah. a fucking end of year trip with the boys or the girls. At the end of it, go away or before your league if you want to do a challenge day, but have a get together where you talk about the season, where you do, where you pay up your bets, where you have a beer. Maybe you go to a footy game. Maybe you go for a golf day. Do something. Have it in the calendar. Catch up. This is what draft is about. This is the best thing about draft. And this is why I started the Loveless League, was I wanted a way to keep the blokes together, you know, and have a, a time set every year where we all catch up, have a laugh, and um, have some beers. And, we, and, we've, and we've ended up tying it into the draft challenge day. Yeah. And it's just the best... It, it is, honestly, it's a it's the day on the calendar that you're most looking forward to. It's the best. It's like... It's right up there with draft day. It's the best. It's I the best. It. Um, okay, before we get into a question, I will just touch on trading draft picks. Now, we're not really big on, in this in our league because our challenge day is sort of centered around you getting those top draft picks. So if you do well on your draft day, um, you know, you know, you want, obviously you want that draft pick. But... Yeah, we could, you know, we could bring it into our league, but I know a lot of leagues are really big on it. So, you know, just say you get pick one and Turbo is worth a lot, you might get... Someone might go, I'll give you my second, fourth and tenth pick for your first pick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have to do this manually. There isn't a, a function on the site to be able to sort this, so you have to be on the ball and you have to work it out that, you know, these trades happen after the fact. But it is an interesting way. It's very NFL-like, you know, trading up, trading down. Adds another dimension to your, to your draft. If you're just starting out, I wouldn't worry about this right off the bat. But as you become, you know, a more experienced drafter, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, for sure. No, I like it as an option. It's probably something in the, in the future... Um, it's probably easier to manage when you've got a lower number of teams. So if you've got eight to ten, it's probably a good idea. It's a bit hard to track when you've got 12 or 14 teams. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, that's pretty much all the nuts and bolts of setting up your league and how to play. Um, if you've got any questions about that, if you've got questions about bets, bet rounds, or how we set up our league or anything like that, or awards or punishments or things that we've done in the past, um, DM us and we'll, we'll let you know because um, fuck we've done it all don't worry about yeah. that but we and had the a podcast the podcast it's all about bets and banner it is 100% uh, we did have a really good question though uh, which was how do you find value in players um, and basically guys it's how they'll improve their average from the previous season so it might be a different role in the team which means they get increased minutes um, it might be the big one is they had an injury affected year. So guys that we talked about with Brian was like David Feeder, Caleb Ponga, you know, um, Dylan Edwards, guys like that, or a bigger role in the team. So you know, obviously if a bench player comes in the starting side, that's a big one. Uh, anything else you can think of, Book? Um, well, when you're comparing against players in different positions, it's like, okay, um, looking at like David Fafita versus like a, a DCE. So you, you've got to take into account with DCE's value that he's got a position, he's in a position lacking in depth. So your opportunity to get a decent quality halfback is going to be a lot less than getting a decent quality um, second row if you miss either of those two. So you've got to take that into account with how you're valuing certain players. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of what, we, what we put our value um, on players is around, yeah, their role in the team, um, whether whether they have had injury affected years like with um, 
with the fullback position when we were talking about Dylan Edwards. Obviously, he had an injury-affected year. When we spoke with uh, the physio, when he was saying that um, despite Dave Fafita going fucking mental, um, he did have an injury-affected year, so he could have a bigger output this season. It's those sort of things that... Searching for growth. Value. Exactly, exactly. Yep. <clears throat> at the end of the day, there's also the vibe factor. Yep. So we, we, put, we put a lot of stock in... Um, gut feel and if you're if you're if you think that they're in for a big season you've got to be you've got to be pushing up their value a little bit it can't just that there are some metrics that can't be can't be written down pick a hill and be be, be willing to die on that hill mm, i love yeah, that yeah. make the call yeah. um and this is this is what we do on, on the rub down you know we make big calls because we're not fence sitters and yeah we're we're fine at the end of the day if it comes it comes up shit and you know it's not a good call we'll put our hands up and go yeah look we fucking missed that one but be ready to for us to fucking gloat about our calls that we got right <laughs> oh 100% and look and we'd be mad not to it's one of those things we're, we're putting ourselves out there to get to get them wrong but also to get a lot of them right yep 100% you got to make a call um, so another way to sort of get some value in your draft as well is we talk about it. You'll you would have heard us say a million times: be like water, be Bruce Lee. There will be points in the draft where value will present itself, and you've got to be switched on enough to see that and go, "Okay, fuck, guys have had a really good run on halfbacks." And you know what? The best way to see that value presenting itself is when you see it on your pre-draft list that there, there's there, these players that are still there and you're like, fuck, that's a bit weird. And then you look at you look at probably the last season, last season's average and you're like, oh, that's probably why people aren't picking him up because people don't know what I know because they don't listen to the rub. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's just point, point one, point one. Listen to the weekly rub down. Anything after that is a cherry on top. That's pretty much it. Exactly, exactly right. All right, that is your Draft 101. Hopefully, listening to that, if you're new to Draft, it's going to steer you in the right direction. If it doesn't, we apologise. We gave it our best. Yeah. Look, it's we, we've given you enough tools for success. I think it just comes down to doing your study, listening to the um, listening to the podcast, going through, doing your pre-draft list, go back, check them again, watch the trials, fucking listen to us again. It's... yeah. You'll be fine. Rinse and, rinse and repeat. That's rinse it, baby. Repeat. Right, that's the final sign, Rubbers. If you enjoyed your rub, you can find us on Insta, Facebook, and Twitter. Search the weekly rub down. Follow, like, comment, share, rate, review, whatever you like. Just give us a virtual glute tap. But that's it for this rub. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the weekly rub down.
Air India.